0: Okay, Speed City fans, I'm with the head honcho, so to speak, the man who looks after the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and of course the series, Mark Miles, uh, as part of the Holman Group, and um, what a big news story this is. Boston has been announced as being part of the Indy family.
1: Yeah, this is a big development. We're very excited about adding Boston. They've got a layout for a street race that's uh, 11 turns and two and a quarter miles, and promises to be very exciting racing. Boston, of course, joins our kind of family or collection of street races. So St. Pete, where we've been, I think, 11 plus years and an event that really takes over that community when we come there in the spring. And then Long Beach, which is a you know established tradition, huge event, great for the series, and I think great for that community. Then we get up to Detroit and then Toronto and now Boston. So we've kind of covered the, the geography of, of the United States. And uh, it's a big, vibrant city. It's in an area that I don't know if Prince Albert would approve, but it's sort Mm -hmm. of Mm monoguesque insofar as uh, it's a place that's had huge investment of late and is surrounded by sea. So it's going to be very attractive and I think great racing and we're really happy to make this
0: announcement today. How much harder is it to put on an Indy event in a city?
1: Well, it, it, it has pluses and minuses. It is harder. Um, you know, you, you don't want to be disruptive to the population. Uh, and I lived in Monaco for two and a, two and a half years, so I, I know what it takes to put that together even there. Um, but I think this is laid out in a place that's basically around a, a pretty new convention center and will not be uh, disruptive to any great extent uh, to, the, to the residents in the area. So that's the hard part, and the other part is you got to set it up uh, every year—not just uh, avoid disrupting city streets, but also, you know, the infrastructure comes and goes annually. But the great thing about it is that you can put it right in the middle of the people, and it shows off a city. And you know, just imagine the helicopter shots, mm-hmm. you know, for, for our great races. It shows off a city in a wonderful way, and allows people to get up close to it. And in this case, it's will be. Uh, We'll be staying in hotels that are world-class, that are connected by Skyway to the Convention Center, which will be where
0: the paddock is, and all the facilities are there. So it's really a terrific layout for us. Speed City is Austin, Texas, and that's where we're from. When are you coming to join us? Well,
1: we have a lot of admiration for Coda. It's a great place, well-managed, a lot of friends there. I am going to say, we stole Mel Harding. He's doing a great job for us. <laughs> yeah, Mel is the guy. Uh, top of mind when I said that. Um, so I don't know, um, You know, we've, uh, we uh, have some limitations in our ability to expand but we keep that line of communication open and maybe someday that'll make some sense.
0: The Indie series though is expanding and innovating too. Um, where else would you like to see anywhere in the world to expand to? Um, one, of
1: the, one of the focal points of our thinking about the schedule is that we want to start earlier. We'd like to begin the championship um, right after the Super Bowl in this country, so early February. If we could do that, then I think if we race consistently from then until Labor Day, that's a seven-month series. We've said it's it's not like we're breaking our necks to do it, but um, eventually maybe we could get to 20 races, and that would, we, we think, be a very full championship. There aren't a lot of choices climate-wise for where we race in the states, and so in February, and the very beginning of March, we've thought about um, International opportunities, so it's been pretty widely reported. We've had a number of conversations in different regions, particularly sort of Middle East and call it the the Pacific Rim. I mean, I don't mean the Pacific Rim. I mean the Atlantic Rim. Mm-hmm. So there are, um, poss- we've been in South America. That could happen again in Brazil, eventually. Uh, there's interest in places like South Africa and the Middle East. So uh, our ambition right now is to see if it's possible to add one early in
0: February from among those spots and get the season kicked off earlier. Finally, this is the 99th running of the Indy 500. Obviously, this is a very special era to be part of this series. How excited are you for this weekend and, and for, this, for this historic event to hit 100?
1: We, we are so thrilled to be part of all this. The, uh, I grew up in Indianapolis, and so as a kid, listening to it on the radio is one of my earliest memories. And then I was involved in men's professional tennis for 15 years. And the Indianapolis 500 was inevitably run at the same time as the French Open (laughs) in Paris. So I would hurry home from Roland Garros and uh, turn on the telly and and watch my hometown race uh, anywhere I was in the globe, but often in Paris. So it's a big part of our individual experiences here in Indianapolis, but it's a part of the collective racing experience in the world. 99, I mean, think about that, 99th <laughs> race. Um, it, is, it is special. The tickets uh, have, and the attendance have consistently increased the last uh, three years or so. Very strong for this year, so we expect a great crowd. And then, of course, as soon as the checkered flag drops on the 99th, we'll be thinking a lot and talking a lot about the 100th running in, in uh, May of 16.
0: Well, listen, best of luck this weekend. You, your staff, everybody involved in the Indianapolis 500 have always put on the best show in the world and treating us, the staff, and the media uh, like nobody else. So uh, you've set the benchmark. Keep it up. Thank you very much for talking to us on Speed City. Thank you very much. Thank you.